Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. Praise God, everybody. God, you are my God. Amen. What a proclamation. Amen. I want to just celebrate the Sabbath with you. A day of feast and rejoicing. Amen. I want to thank so many of you that have taken the time out to bless the Lord by attending our revival. Let me tell you, we've been having a drop-dead glorious time in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. We've been having a lot of fun. You know what, though? You guys should not be laughing like that in church. <laughs> and they laughed. <laughs> but we've been having a lot of, a lot, a lot of fun. People think that church people, that we don't know how to enjoy ourselves in Jesus. Look, man, we have so much, such a good time. We didn't drink. We didn't get wasted. And we had a blast this week. Amen? And that's just the beginning. That was the, this week was the warm up. From tonight, another level by the grace of God. Amen? So you want to be here tonight. You want to be here. You know, I'll talk about tonight. Two messages tonight, right? One of them, do you know, all of us know we're going to die, right? Is that true? But most of us don't believe it. Because if we did, we'd live differently, won't we? Tonight, you want to hear me break that topic down, right? So come tonight. What time do we start again? 7.30 Eastern Standard. Don't come your country time. Eastern Standard Time. And there's so many of you I just want to thank for, you know, helping with those, those who do the refreshments. Sister Gray and the music. The elders that have supported the prayer team. Listen, man. God has, God has just blessed the event through all of us. Amen? And I thank God for you, family. And, and my niece... That hasn't missed a night. She's almost as faithful as the preacher. Amen. Fanta, thank you so much. And she's on holiday. She could be like, look, I'm here to chill. Don't invite me to no revival. But she has been one of my biggest supporters. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. The book of Luke. Let's jump into the word, family. Let's jump into the word. The book of Luke. I see the time. It's not even noon as yet. I'm impressed. Yeah. You all want to know how I saw the time. None of your, none of your business, nosy people. Yeah. None of your business. Luke chapter 13. <laughs> Jump into the word. I tell you that I preach like my height and my personality, right? Short and sweet. Uh, Luke 13, 6 through 9. Hear what the word of God says. As, uh, he spake also this parable, Jesus. A certain man had, what's that? A fig tree planted where? In his vineyard. And he came seeking fruit thereon and found none. 7 says, then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. If it bears fruit, well... If not, then after that, thou shall cut it down. Father, we thank you for your grace that is still amazing. Thank you according to the minister of music. You are my God. And our prayer today is that you would bless, you would stir, you would stimulate life and hope. Let that spirit that rested on the deep of the waters, rest on our hearts today, bringing transformation where there was chaos, bringing life where there was death, 
bringing liberty where there was bondage in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You know, I, I love the Gospels. How many Gospels do we have? You're wrong. It's actually 66 Gospels. But I'm going to just go along with your poor theology. There are four Gospels, right? Four Gospels. And, and you know what's interesting? All of the Gospels are talking about the same Jesus, his same mighty to save and strong to deliver, his same power to transform and liberate our lives, right? But, but what, 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 is, what is interesting, um, Elder Knight, is that each Gospel is talking about Jesus from a different angle, a different vantage point. A different perspective. You're all following so far, right? Yeah, which is, which is quite profound and interesting. So, for instance, Matthew, Matthew, and because of this, because each gospel had a specific agenda as they wrote and recorded the life and the teachings of Jesus, it's good to understand the purpose that each writer um, took it upon himself to pen the profound words that he did about the Lord Jesus. So, so Matthew, right, when he wrote, his primary purpose was to uh, write about Jesus as the king. So more than any other gospel, in the book of Matthew, you hear the, Matthew saying that the kingdom of God is at hand. Mark, on the other hand, he wanted us to understand, Elder Parchment, that, that even though Jesus was 100% God, he was 100% human and only in the book of mark you would hear jesus saying come apart and rest a while i heard my friend saying if you don't come apart you will come apart i agree right john on the other hand he wanted us to understand that jesus was a hundred percent god uh, that mary's boy was actually the one that, 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 that knelt down, scooped up some dirt, right? Molded that thing, blew into it, and Adam became a living soul. That's why John began his gospel in the beginning. Was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. 14 says, and the word became flesh. The, the message Bible says, and the word became flesh, and it moved into the ghetto. Chapter 20, verses 30 and 31, as John summarizes his gospel, he says, look, many other signs that Jesus do in the presence of, of his disciples, but these that I have written, I've written so that you can know that Jesus is Christ, and that believing, you would have life in his name. Now, Luke, on the other hand, Luke wrote so that we can understand that Jesus is Savior. Ah, look, look, Luke 19 and verse 10 and 11, he said, the, the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who are lost. That's, that's the synopsis of Luke's gospel. And it's really, it's crucial to get that. It's crucial, crucial to understand the purpose and the intent for a, a Bible author writing his gospel. You know why? Because uh, a text out of its context, it's, it's pretext. You, you, you're following me? You need to get the entire conversation. Did I share this with you before? Did I share this with you before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to understand the entire conversation of, of, of a gospel uh, writer, of a biblical author, right? You know, because you, you cannot find a passage for every problem you have. That's not true. You could find a principle, but not a passage, right? You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's, it's like the, 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 the guy who, the pastor who came and he knocked on the member's door, and the member saw him coming, and she just laid down and stood still. 
pretending that nobody was home. So he left a note on the door and the note says, Behold, I stood at the door and knocked and nobody opened. That Sabbath, he got a note in the, in the offering plate and the note said, I was naked, so I hid myself and I was afraid. <laughs> now, 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 that's a poor use of the Bible, right? You feel what I'm saying? You know, it's like the guy who came home with a big bucket of chicken. Big bucket of KFC. You know what KFC means that I tell you all? KFC is killing foolish Christians. That's KFC right there for you. Big bucket of KFC. And, and his family had watering mouths and drooping eyes. And he said to them, look, is the Lord your shepherd? And they said, yes. He said, well, you shall not want. And he ran in the bedroom with his chicken. Now, that's not how the Psalms was intended to be used. You're feeling me, right? So you got to understand the text in its context in order to enter the richness of the Bible. Amen? 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 It's so in reality, in reality, Sister Leibold, the issue is we need to know the entire conversation. When I, when I was a, 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 a younger preacher, my, 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 I, I was in my bedroom and I was telling a young lady, you know, what it means to confess your sins before God. I'm like, let me tell you, man, you need to just get naked strip everything off get naked tell God everything Amen. naked as you were born and my mom who was in the other room picked up the phone and what she heard is me telling the lady strip it all off and get naked my mom went to my sister she said Susie your preacher brother is in the other room telling some woman to get naked now my mom was straight up nosy she was fast out order, you know, none of her business. No, she's not here, and my niece will not tell her what I just said, so that she and I would continue to be friends. Amen. Yeah, yeah. But but she 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 badly interpreted what I said because she did not get what the entire conversation. You're following me. You're following me. So when you read the word of God, man, you gotta have the conversation. And in order to get the conversation, you need to understand why is he writing, right? So Luke, I said, wrote because he saw Jesus as the Savior. In chapter 2, uh, when the shepherds showed up, verse 10, they said to the angels, today in the city of David, a Savior is born. In chapter 9, right, James and John wanted to destroy men with fire. Jesus said, uh-uh, the Son of Man came not to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Because Luke, church, saw Jesus as, as the Savior. In chapter 15, he spoke about the lost sheep and the, the lost coin and the lost son. And, and we see the picture, right, of an old man grabbing a hold of a boy who just came from pigging, partying, and pimping, telling him that he once was lost, but he's now found again. He was dead, but he's alive again because Luke saw Jesus as as the Savior, even bleeding and dying between two thieves. Jesus told that to hold up so he can tell a thief, thou shalt be with me in paradise because Luke, Luke saw Jesus. He saw Jesus as a Savior. So every parable, every story, only in the book of Luke you'll read about the prodigal son. Only in the book of Luke you'll read about the good Samaritan. Because he is painting a clear, distinct picture of, of, of the Christ who came to seek and to save those who are lost. 
Uh, so verse 6 says, you're still in Luke chapter 13 with me, right? So verse 6 says that Jesus spake also this parable, that a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. Now, 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 now Jesus' audience, they're listening to this, right? And they're like, uh-uh, he got to be kidding. A fig tree in a vineyard? Nah. The preacher's elevator is probably stuck between two and three. Won't get to the penthouse. A fig tree in a vineyard? That's like saying that a horse was preaching in church this morning. A fig tree in a vineyard? Fig trees don't grow in vineyards. Fig trees were like by the wayside, like the tree that Jesus cursed. You know what I mean? In Matthew 21, fig tree in a vineyard. But I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that God plants fig trees in vineyards. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He will take a dirty, despised derelict and make him into a dedicated, diligent disciple because my God plants fig trees in vineyards. My God will take a rotten, wretched rebel and make him into a crucified, a converted Christian because Jesus plants fig trees in, in vineyards. He'll take a drug-smoking, dope-selling sinner and make her into a Bible-toting, church-coming saint. Because God plants fig trees. Hallelujah. Plants fig trees. My Jesus, he plants fig trees in vineyards. I know you guys heard her story. Call her all kind of dirty names. Hoochie Mama, Ghetto Queen. You know what I mean? A hood rat. Real dirty, low-down names. And, and she deserved it. She deserved it because her employment was to keep men entertained when they were away from their wives so she heard some some a group of soldiers were coming to invade her little city and she got down to the place where they were encamped and um, she expected to find a bunch of lusty and dirty men but instead she saw these guys they were around the box talking about a god who had brought them a mighty long way they were around a box talking about this God that is so awesome, grand, and powerful, huh? That he created, uh, uh, listen man, he created the 75 through the Red Sea. They were talking about a God who, who, who dried up the Jordan men in high tide so that folks could just walk through. Uh, but as mighty and powerful and awesome as this God was, they said, they said he became lowly enough. To become the friends of sinful people. And that night, church, Rahab the harlot became Rahab the woman of God. Ah, one of her great, 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 did I say great? Yeah, great grandsons. Ah, if she knew the story, he would have really made her proud. Because when he came on the scene, they said he's the way. Because he brought men out who were lost. They said he was the light because he took men from darkness. They said he was the good shepherd because he led a sheep into greener pastures. When my Jesus came on the scene, they said he was Emmanuel, meaning God with us out of the womb of a former prostitute God brought forth our savior because God plants fig trees in vineyards that's why I love the song there is no secret what God can do for what he's done for others help me preach somebody he can do 
hallelujah, just for you. The song says, would you be free from the burden of sin? Yes, because there's power, wonder-working power in the blood of my Jesus. God plants fig trees in vineyards. Yes, he does. So what do you expect? I'm expecting the fig tree to bloom and blossom. I'm expecting the fig tree to show up and to shine out. I'm expecting the fig tree to outdo all the other trees in that vineyard. Because he shouldn't even be there in the first place. So the end of verse 6 says that he came seeking fruit on the fig tree. And there was abundance. Did, did Errol put the wrong passage on the, on, on, on the screen or something? He came seeking fruit thereon. And brother Sammy... He, he found none. He found none. You mean after such love and special treatment, none? Don't, 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 be, don't, don't, don't be telling me, family, that after he shouldn't even belong, that he shows up and does zilch, none? So verse 7 says that the owner begins to address the farmer, the gardener, the caretaker. He says to him, behold, pay attention. That's what it means, right? Stop what you're doing and listen. Behold, these three years, bro, I've come seeking fruit on this tree and I found none. Yeah. He said, cut it down. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? And you know something? I agree with the owner. I mean, I could understand three months, but three years, man, you must be losing your mind. Three years? Three years? Don't tell me uh, after all that sunshine, after all that fertilizer, no fruit, cut it down. Amen. Cut that thing down, man. Don't tell me after all the raindrops, man, after all the manure and special nurture, man, no fruit, cut it down. You cannot tell me that after all those revival sermons, and after all that special music, you're still cheating and being unfaithful? Cut it down! Amen. After all the prayer meeting and all the Sabbath school, you're still gossiping and stabbing people in their backs? Cut it down! Amen. Cut it down! Don't tell me, man. All the scripture reading, man, and the praise and worship, man, and you're still living like a heathen? Cut it down, harboring unforgiveness and bitterness in your heart and treating your spouse like filth. Cut it down. Amen. Cut it down. Cut it down. The, 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 the Bible says, why cumbereth it the ground? And the Greek word gives the impression that it's utilizing space and resources and it's producing nothing. Cut it down. Cut it down. It's producing nothing, man. Cut it down. Too many years. Cut it down. You know, I wonder if the fig tree misunderstood his purpose for being in the vineyard. And a fig tree is a big thing, man. It takes up a lot of space. You know why? Did, did he probably think that he was just there to sit up in the vineyard and look cute? Hey, I'm a fig tree in a vineyard. Or, or did he think that the, the fact that, that he was the remnant, that that was enough? You know what I'm saying? Huh? Huh? Or, or could it be that he began taking the owner's kindness? for weakness you know like ecclesiastes 8 and verse 11 says because sentence against an evil work it's not speedily executed therefore the hearts of the son of man is set in them to do evil continuously because you don't get strike down dead 
when you screw up and you live as bad as you want to live? Huh? Because God don't give your mouth some kind of disease when you curse people out and you enjoy losing your temper. Huh? Huh? Because your brain don't blow up when you go to Bathsheba.com and you lust. Right? You, 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 you begin to get brave and bold and you take God's kindness for weakness. Cut it down. Amen. Cut that thing down. Because it's taking up space that should be for somebody else. Cut it down. So you know what I expect right now, right? I expect an axe and a rake. I expect a tractor. I expect, Sister Donna, just to see the clear spot where the fig tree used to be. Why? Why? Because you see, the, the, the dresser, the gardener, the farmer, he did not get a flat income. He, he, didn't, he didn't make no $60,000 a year. His income was predicated on the success of the trees in the vineyard. Y'all feel me? He worked for commission. Right? 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 If a berry dried up before it produced, his kids may not have eaten that month. If a grape tree man just shriveled up and died, Verizon would be like, can you hear me now? Yeah. And he'd be like, but the grape tree, I'm trying, I'm trying. The grape tree. So I'm expecting him to be all excited, right? Look, three years, man, owner, why didn't you holler at me like, like three weeks after the tree wasn't producing? Three years? I'm expecting emptiness. But something strange happens in verse 8. Verse 8 says, but he answering said unto him, Lord, let, hold up. I know I have a seeing problem. Don't tell me I have a hearing problem too. That's going to be messed up, you know. He said, Lord, let it alone this year. You want one more year, bro? Let it alone this year also. Till I shall dig about it and dung it. You want one more year? But you see, it, 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 it was confusing and confuffling. Why? With a man who is dependent on the fruitfulness of trees in a vineyard be pleading for one more year for a fertilized, fruitless fig tree. Why? Why? You have to understand who the dresser is. Huh? Who the dresser is. Ah, ah, one song says one day, when I was lost somebody, Jesus died upon a cross. And I know it was the blood for me. You got to know who the dresser is. One guy said to him on a cross, Lord, remember me when you're coming to your kingdom. One time he was the good Samaritan. Another time he was the father of a runaway boy. Another time he was saying he came unto his own and his own received him not. But to them who received him, to them gave he the power to be called the sons and daughters of God. Another time he was telling Nick at night, for God so loved the world, yes, that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will never perish but have everlasting life. God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him thank you Jesus might be saved. You gotta understand who the dresser who the dresser is. I'm glad the dresser is Jesus. Ah, That's why Romans chapter 5 20 says that where sin is grace much more bounds. What it was saying is if you have a bucket of sin, 
My Jesus has a barrel of forgiveness. Hallelujah. Man, you can have the world of sin. My God have the galaxy of forgiveness. Huh? That, that God's, God's grace outweighs your wicked ways. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, it does. In other words, he is always a greater savior than you are a sinner. I'm glad the dresser is Jesus. Dresser is Jesus. So he says, one more year. One more year. Okay, fine, Lord. One more year. What are you going to do? He said, give me one more year. Let me dig about it. And let me down it. Now, wait, wait. Lord, you want one more year to fertilize it? So what were you doing in the past three years? But you see, look, look, look. I thought the owner, the dresser would have said, give me one year. Because I discovered a website. Fertilized Fruitless Victory at Luke.com. You know, something special. But he wants one more year to fertilize it and give it water. Were you like idle for the last three years then? No, 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 no. The issue is there's nothing new the dresser could do for the fig tree. The problem is not the digging and the dunging. The problem is not the fertilizer. The problem is the responding tree. Huh? Family, God has nothing new to draw you to himself. It's the same come now, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, I'm going to wash you up and make you as white as snow. It's the same if you confess your sins. About Jesus, he's faithful and just to forgive you of every sin. And then turn around and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. God has nothing new to offer you to change you. God has nothing new that can stop you from gossiping and stealing. Huh? And, and, and making a, a nobody out of your life. There's nothing new God can do. It's the same look, man, children. Sin not, 1 John 2, 1. But if you sin, we have an advocate, a lawyer, an attorney. Can I talk about Jesus? With the Father, Jesus the righteous. God, there's nothing new God can offer you. His same compelling love. His same amazing grace. His same ridiculous kindness. There's nothing new. So he's asking for one more year. One more year. To extend more grace and more mercy. More kindness and more forgiveness. So the tree would understand who his dresser and who his owner is. He said, give me one more year. Let me dig about it and dung it. And, and if it bear fruit, well... And if not, then, then you, 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 you go ahead. You could, you could cut it down. You see, I believe that Jesus, that Jesus is asking for one more year. Because we serve a God of confidence and hope in us. I don't understand why sometimes, but man, he's like the hound dog of heaven. You hear what I'm saying, man? He will hunt us down, crying and pleading, come home, sinner. Come home. Come home. He's pleading, man, one more year. Because in, in Christ's eyes, he can see the fig tree running down the aisle this Sabbath, saying, just as I am without one plea. Oh, oh, Lamb of God, I come. He can see the fig tree crying out in his heart today. Pass me not, oh gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. God, while on others you're calling, don't pass me by. 
Jesus is his hearing in the heart of the fig tree, kneeling at some bedside. The fig tree is crying all to Jesus, I surrender. All to him I freely give. And verse 9 says, if it bears fruit, well, but if not, then after that, thou shalt cut it down. Verse 10 says, one year later, he came seeking fruit, and the tree had abundance. Is that verse 10? Is that verse 10? Is that verse 10? No, wait, wait, wait. The verse 10 is a, is a whole new story. So how does the story end then? Does the fig tree survive? Does he die? I mean, don't, don't Jesus know how to tell stories properly? You can't just leave the story without an ending, Lord. You know, um, one preacher was preaching about this parable. And he said when he was in the seventh grade, he said, man, they were reading the story, right? And the story had this villain that was about to kill the hero. And he said that the hero was on the edge of a precipice, the edge of a cliff. And the villain was just one push and the hero would die and the whole town would be destroyed. Man, the kids, they were on the edges of their seats man they they listen man they were some of them were standing up reading this thing they were it was a thriller it was exciting it was biting and riveting with 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 with, with, with thrill and drama and, 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 and so they waiting they can't wait what's gonna happen what's gonna happen and as they turn the next page whoop, it was blank and the teacher says to them you write the rest of the story yeah, you go ahead. You write the rest of the story. Jesus left the story open-ended so that you could write the rest of the story. So today, you can take the choices that you're going to make on the iPads of your life. And I want you to write saved by the grace of God. I want you to take up the, the notebook and the pen of the decisions that you're about to make. And you write, you write, made it by the blood of the Lamb. You write, Amen. you write, you write, you write, you write that I once was lost, Amen. but now I'm found. You write, I once was blind, but by the grace of Jesus, the one more year was worth it. God, thank you. That's why 2nd, 2nd, 2nd Peter 3, 9 says the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, but he's long suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that every one of us would come to repentance. What a God we serve. So today somebody has an opportunity to say, God, I'm going to end this story right. As we turn to 306, ask Joseph to come and play this thing for us. It says, I am thine, O Lord. I've heard thy voice, and it told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee. Why don't you stand, everybody? You know, when the Titanic started to sink, in the dance floor, they were bumping and grinding and doing their own crazy things. And as soon as the May Day, the SOS went forth, the captain turned to the, to the band and he said, play nearer my God to thee. 
I know sometimes family, let me tell you, a lot of us, for a lot of us it might be too late. Seriously, I'm not one of those preachers that scare people and tell them they're going to go out there and die and go to hell. And No, no, no. No, no, no. My appeal is, look, God has been extremely kind to you. I don't care about the drama you're going through right now. You, 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 sometimes we blow up our problems so big so we can have pity parties. You're listening to a blind preacher this morning that has had to struggle through life. That has had to work his tail off for every measure and ounce of success. And I'm telling you, God is bigger than your problems. He's greater than your struggles. And the best thing you can, the best investment you can make this Sabbath is to say, Jesus, look, be center of my life. Instead of you continued, continuing the dysfunction, why don't you break the cycle this, this, this afternoon? Why don't you seek God for transformation in your life today? Why don't you experience the victory and the power in the wonder-working blood of Jesus this morning? So listen to this. If you're here, you're a guest, and Jesus is not center. He's not your guide. He's been calling you. He's been wooing you. He's been, he's been convicting you. It's high time for him to convert you. And only God could do that. Don't wait until you get ready. And then come to Jesus. You'll never come. It's a trick of the devil. Jesus say, you, you come to me with all your mess and your drama. You come to me with all your stink. And I'm the one that would clean and wash and turn your life around. My grace is always more than your sinfulness. That's the kind of God that we serve. So this, this Sabbath, I want to extend an invitation for you to come and take the hands of Jesus. For you to say, God, I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to ask you to come into my life. God, just, just transform me and my circumstances. I just want to invite you to give yourself to Jesus. To give yourself to Jesus. To, to, to start Bible studies. To be led into baptism. So that you can make a, 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 a real 180 turn. We're going to sing Consecrate Me Now. And I'm going to ask you this Sabbath. If you're here. You're a guest. You're a member. You have backslidden. You haven't been following God. And this morning, this afternoon, you're saying, Pastor, thank you for the call. It's my day for a new life with Christ. I'm going to ask you to come join me down front. If there's somebody standing next to you, just touch them and say, come walk down with me. If there's somebody here and you know they're going through stuff and Jesus is not center for some reason, hallelujah. Just touch them and say, come, come let's walk down the oak. Let's walk down there. I want to pray with you at the end of this, this, this service. Come in the name of Jesus. God, we just bless you. We worship you today for how your Holy Spirit has moved in this place. We worship you that the anointing is present to break every yoke. To pull down strongholds that Satan would have established. To break every power, every chain of the enemy. We just claim freedom for those who have come. We just claim victory for those who have come. We claim healing God. We thank you for setting some captive free. We thank you for breaking, breaking every curse, Father. Breaking every demonic possession in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for your awesome, healing, miraculous presence. Father, bless us. Father, bring transformation in our lives. Bring healing in our lives. 
And we thank you for answering. And we thank you for delivering. In the mighty name of Jesus. And the church says, Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at savinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesda.org.